Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 14 of the Attack in the Championship podcast. My name is Tom Butterfield. I'm your host. And let me welcome our resident guest, our certified data analyst, our scout and FA licensed coach, and also an intermediary, David Bromley. How are you, mate? I'm very well. Tom, how are you? Yeah, I'm doing good. Thanks, mate. I'm doing good. good so good. we're already at episode 14. Yeah, we are. So I'm going to throw yeah. out what I think, I think you've got this in your locker, no problems, but Looking for a great player who wore the number 14 shirt. Who okay. would you pick? For me, there's only one. That's probably because I only not, can only think of one. I hope he's the one that, that I hope he's probably right. Is. But it's Johan Cruyff. Absolutely. A yeah. tap in for you, I think. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, that's that's kind of my era too. So mm-hmm. yeah, it would be he would probably be the answer to quite a few questions you could ask me about great Absolutely. players. No, he was yeah. he was different class, wasn't he? Because yeah. I put in he was he was the one on my mind, and yeah. I used uh, a very useful tool, ChatGPT, bit of AI, see if they knew anything about football, and they yeah. came up with a list of. I asked them for f- the five best players to wear the number fourteen shirt because I could think of obviously Cruyff was the first one, the second one came to mind pretty quick. But after that, I was done, to be honest with you. So I'll stretch you a little bit. Can you think of a, a second one? Oh, God. Uh, I bet I'll I'm going to kick myself when you tell I'll me. Give you a, I'll give you a clue. He was uh, played uh, in North London. Uh, it's going to be Arsenal, it wasn't, isn't it? It was indeed, yeah. It's going to be Arsenal. Uh, not Henri, he didn't wear 14. He was he number, did. Yeah, yeah, Thierry Henry yeah. was number 14. Yeah, so he was he was the other one that I thought of, but he yeah. was very much an afterthought after Cruyff. Yeah, uh, but he probably wore yeah. it because of Cruyff, did he, I'm guessing? He might well have done. I certainly would. Yeah, if I ever wore 14, that's that's who I uh, thought of. Interesting other... little aside. Sorry, I'll jump in. Just yeah, go on. go on. While we're talking about Cruyff, just an interesting little aside. You might go, oh, everybody knew that, perhaps I do. But when he... Played for Holland in the 74 World Cup finals. Mm-hmm. Um, he was sponsored by I'm gonna, I'm kind of, I don't know if I'm gonna get this the right way round. He was either sponsored by Adidas or the team was sponsored by Adidas. Okay. And he wore a different he his his shirt, I think he wore, I think the team was sponsored by Adidas, so obviously they had the street three stripes. And he he wasn't, and his sponsor didn't want him to wear an Adidas kit. Okay. So he, if you look at the pictures, mm. it's very subtle, but he's got two stripes. Ah, right. On his kit, not three. I think that's the right way round. Yeah. If there's one player who can get away with that, it's probably Cruyff. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I remember at the time he was earning nine thousand pounds a week, and it was a massive like, God, this bloke's on a hundred quid a minute. Yeah. And, you know, I mean, that was big money. That is but... a lot of money, though, isn't it? Yeah, it was a lot but, of money. But well-deserved. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So the other three that were on the list, so we had Cruyff and Henri were top of the list. Uh, Xavi Alonso. Oh, yeah, right. Was right. another one. Um, Javier Maserano. Okay. Which I was like, hmm, okay, if you want to call him great, that's yeah, fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, and up, this one I don't agree should be on the list as a great player, but Andre Arshavin. Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, he promised a lot, didn't he, initially, when he came he over did. to Arsenal. I remember, I think it was his debut, and but he got a great goal, and then it sort of, a, it never really, I mean, he was decent, but it was, 
he never really lived up to the no, never got it going. Did he? I think he's it? one of those players who had he had a really good World Cup, didn't he, or European yeah. Championships, and then didn't really, like you say, live up to it after then. Yeah. And then the last player on the list who I didn't think of a number fourteen, but gets in because apparently he played number fourteen for part of international his international career was Gerd Muller. Uh, definitely a great player, but not one I think of as a number fourteen. That's for sure. No, I wouldn't have thought. I I didn't know that. He's much more no. of a, a. I think he wore number ten most of the time. I think for yeah, definitely running. a great player. But again, it's that same sort of era, wasn't it? Because that yeah. World Cup final was. They were both playing Cruyff and was, Muller. That's right. World I mean, Cup final. I think Muller is being a, a centre forward, and you know, growing up watching goal scorers and everyone, just pick people like him, Jimmy Greaves were just natural, so so natural in front of goal, weren't they? Yeah. They just never, they always looked composed, always looked very, very calm, knew exactly what they were going to do. Definitely. Passed and, it into the goal a lot of the yeah, time. Yeah, that's it, yeah. exactly. That, I think that's why, I like, we, we mentioned Romario before in a previous episode. Yeah, You know, indeed. just as you stroke the ball into the net, you know, toe poke, use any part of their body to, you know, get the ball into the goal. As long as it rolled over the line, that was fine. It didn't have that's to break the back of the net. Yeah, Absolutely. exactly. So I was go. thinking about the 14, by the way, and I was thinking, uh-huh. I wonder what he's going to, and I did wonder about <laughs> that. But I also thought, I wonder, you might have asked me about the zone 14 on the pitch. Ah, right. Remember we yeah, talked yeah, about that course. before? Yeah, Which is yeah. just that little area where the number 10 Yeah, yeah, the key, to, you know, the key spot, that key, key area for zone play, the play, yeah. Pitch. So that's, that's another 14. So I wondered, yeah. I thought, I wonder I'm sure we'll ask. talk about that another point. Yeah, another, no doubt, point. no doubt. We yeah. probably won't talk about zone uh, sort of three very much, but probably not. <laughs> never know. So today, David, yeah. I'm just going to get my notes uh, up here. Get rid of Chat GPT. <laughs> right, got notes. Oh dear. <laughs> yeah, well, they're they're only the notes that you gave me. To be fair, so <laughs> right, <laughs> none of my Fair own enough. Stuff. <laughs> uh, I believe we're going to talk about a, a bit of start off with a bit of a review, aren't we? Because we've looked at teams after six and 12 games. So we're coming up to some teams have played 18 games by now. Some are one behind. Mm. So uh, where, where are we going to take things uh, today? Well, you're right. It's kind of a what I think of as a sort of state of the union situation where we're going to just try and review like, where are we? You know, mm-hmm. we've we've had, what, 40 percent of the season. And yep. we've done, as you say, we've done this a couple of times. First of all, it was we didn't really have enough data, so it was difficult. Um, but now we've had a good amount. And um, what we should say, although you're right in saying some teams have played 18, we're recording this on the Wednesday, before the Wednesday night games, but after That's the right. Tuesday night games. So some teams have played 18, some 17. But what we're going to be talking about, the data we're going to be talking about is based on yesterday morning so mm-hmm. bef- as everybody had played the same number of games yeah. 17 so we we might talk about positions in the league that might not quite be up to date as of t- today but they were up to date as of yesterday it's just a little technicality but, i guess no it sounds good um but yeah so um what we're going to do really is we obviously we're coming up towards the transfer window and we've been talking a lot about you know what we're going to how we're going to deal with December and the episodes in December. And I think it's going to be interesting that this is obviously the first chance clubs are going to have to make changes. And they start the season, they bring the players in over the summer, they've got all their plans and expectations. 
and we'll sort of touch on some players I've no doubt who came in and how, how things have worked out but there'll be clubs looking at look at perhaps they've had injuries perhaps things haven't gone quite to plan um maybe we need to make some changes in particular related to attacking because that's what we're all about course, so yeah. we'll be we'll be really looking at the teams and and saying do they appear to need to do anything attacking wise or is everything going either according to plan or better than expected but where where perhaps it, things haven't lived up to expectations a what do we think they might need to do and that would be related to the roles that we talk about you know strikers chance creators and attacking support players um and then that will lead us up nicely after today hopefully to the next episodes and we've said we're going to actually bring some players in some actual player lists where we say right based on their performances up to now you know here's some some names that different clubs might want to look at to 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 address their shortcomings and these are going to be players from all over the world aren't they david so from yep. from that whole big database of over half a million players they will absolutely yeah um and you know they're going to be clubs have got playing styles we've talked about this a lot and we're going to talk about it again today so when we're thinking about say a striker or a chance creator for a particular club there's going to be okay well he's we're looking for that role but what's the style of play that this team tends to deploy mm-hmm. and we're going to try to use the numbers and and the metrics to give us a little bit more texture so we rather than just say well he he's a striker that's done well and there is a team that needs a striker we're going to say perhaps given the details of his performance and the details of the team's sort of um you know where they're perhaps in most need this is more appropriate so we're going to try yeah. and to sort of do that aren't we yeah and that's um, that's the key word again isn't it the appropriate players you know yes as you said we can all pick out good players we know who scored lots of goals but are they appropriate for that that particular team and that's that's what i think is going to be the most interesting thing yeah i think so i mean it's quite you know it's quite a tricky thing to do um we're not going to mm. sort of suggesting that you know it's a piece of cake and i'm sure that there'll be lots of opinions that oh no no we wouldn't want this player or we want that player and their opinions aren't they but we're trying to base it on something tangible mm. um and just sort of see where we can where we can go with it sounds good um and you know I know that you've. I think you raised this point last week about the resources of the clubs, didn't you? That's you know, right. Diff- yeah. Different clubs have got. Some clubs have got money. Some clubs have got no money. Some. So we're going to try again to make sure that when we've got players that we're put putting forward as possibilities, that they are representative of the resources of the clubs in question. So. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Um, and that again, that's a quite a fast moving piece because even players who at the beginning of the season might have been affordable for some clubs, prob- there'll be some that just yeah. in half a season. Of, yeah, of, and, and the thing you're looking for, this is the ironic thing in a way, is you're looking for players that have done well, but you're hoping that the fact that they've done well hasn't increased the value to the point that you couldn't afford them. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, it's, it's, always, it's always looking at the, the way you're going to be able to 
you know, get the best deal for your club, isn't it? I suppose getting the best player for the least amount of money. And then clubs are obviously looking to flip that into, you know, turning a profit on a player who's maybe in good form, but yeah. perhaps their form is is temporary and their uh, their skill is is perhaps not as permanent. <laughs> yeah, well, that's right. You you know, you're, you're looking at that. And um, so you, it's sort of working against you a little bit because everybody's mm. looking at the same thing. Everybody wants some some evidence that this player is a, is is a good fit so but with that evidence goes the sort of the market yeah you know, the market yeah absolutely reflects I, it and hopefully this the information that we're looking at is a bit more under the radar maybe gives gives a team a bit more uh, a bit more uh, solidity or a bit more confidence in their decision making of saying well we think yes this player is playing very well but we can actually see even when they weren't scoring, for example, if we're going to take a striker, for an example, even when he wasn't scoring, he was still getting in the right positions. He was still being, uh, you know, still these numbers were still there. It just just happened that the, the ball wasn't going in. Mm. Goalkeepers were making great saves or whatever. So this is the guy we want. Um, or you could say, well, this guy's just in a rich vein of form, but he's never shown it in the last 18 months. So mm. maybe yeah. we should maybe we should pass on this one. Yeah, well, which are exactly the sort of things that you would be wanting to do, aren't they? As yeah, a, sort of risk, club risk because, reduction, I suppose. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, you, you you know we all see it a lot of the time that people you take action on something and then you start to find out there's a bit more to it under the surface, and you wish you you wish you'd taken that into account beforehand. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, um, should we have a look through uh, the the teams in the league? And yeah. just see where their needs are yeah. at the moment. Yeah. Um, do you wanna do you wanna share your, your screen? Yeah, there? I'll okay. do that. I will. Very good. So do you okay. wanna take us through this, David? Yeah, sure. So I mean, if we go from the 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 league table as it was, as I say, yesterday morning, obviously Leicester were in top position. Mm-hmm. I suppose there's something that I should what we're gonna do is we're gonna go through each team and say, well, they need this and they need that and they need this. And they're going to be the three player types, strikers, chance creators or attacking support. But a lot of these teams, what we will be saying, they don't need anything at the moment. Now, what might be slightly strange at first sort of sight is there might be teams towards the top for whom we say we think they need a player. And there might Mm -hmm. be teams at the bottom, or there will be, for whom we say we don't think they need anybody. Mm. And the reason for that is it's all based on actual versus expectation. So there'll be teams at the bottom or towards the bottom who were expected to be at the bottom and so really are performing in accordance with expectation. And mm-hmm. so for in certain respects, they will we'll be saying, well, look, that, they haven't been great, but that's what we would have expected. And then there'll be teams towards the top who, although they are towards the top, they're not quite as high as perhaps they would have expected in certain areas. And so there'll be evident, there'll be suggestions that they might need something. So yeah. just in case, you know, as we go through them, you're thinking, oh, this is strange, you know, team mm. in third place needs something, team in 23rd place doesn't. So do think, anyway. Do you yeah. think with, with this sort of information, uh, you know where where teams are pretty much at expectation. You know, of course, the likes of Rotherham and, and QPR don't want to be 
in the relegation zone, but was kind of expected that they would be. Do you think that means that losing or getting rid of their managers is is valid or maybe a, a jump in the gun? Um, I mean, I think right at the very beginning, maybe even in the first episode, mm-hmm. I think we sort of made the point that really everybody's trying to punch above their weight. Yeah. You know, everybody's saying, look, all the all the evidence seems to suggest that we, where we belong in this league is 14th, mm-hmm. for example. When you look at finances, when you look at you know, strength of the squad and all sorts of different aspects, but you don't want to finish where you expect to finish, do you? You want no. to finish... So when you, if you think you should be finishing 14th, you've got an eye on the playoffs. Sure. That's where you're really looking. If you think that you might do well to say in the division, really what you're looking at, you know, is you're saying we want a, a safe position. You know, we want to be finishing mid-table or something. So I don't think anybody, even those who are sort of, um, you know, even those who've got the the realism to say, well, we think really this is where we belong. I still still think they're they're aiming higher, aren't they? Yeah. So it's going to lead you to answer your question. Hopefully, it's going to lead you to be sort of erring on the side of making a change if you're down the bottom because sure. you still sort of at the back of your mind you you thinking you should be higher up. But yeah, I, I think especially in in QPR's case, in the fact that they it wasn't very long ago that they were looking at you know, in the playoff positions when they had uh, Bill Neal as their manager. And then Mm -hmm. they just sort of dropped like a stone after he left, didn't they? So I don't think there's been a huge amount of turnover in the squad. So they've still got good players there. Yeah. But maybe the the last manager wasn't a a good fit for their their playing style, I suppose, for the, the, the players that he had available to him. And this new guy seems to be more akin to playing football (laughs) yeah i I think you're right i mean they found themselves in this sort of Mm. state of flux haven't they where Mm. you know what they what they're set up to do best hasn't been what they've been trying to do Mm. um or you could look at it the other way you know what they've been trying to do they haven't been very well equipped to do so and i think they've been sort of they've made these changes you know one of them was forced on them but and and they're not the only ones. I mean, I think you could look at teams like Stoke City and say they've been like this for a while. Yep. They've got plenty of resource, or they've had plenty of resource. Yeah, they've got they've got or had good players. You know, mm-hmm. they've been capable of turning in very good performances. But you know, for one reason or another, that it's just not come together. They they haven't, mm. and it, it can really only be that you know the the best the best um, you can get from the, a particular squad of players isn't the game plan you're using. Yeah. Because you we can looked look at, at Stoke City yeah. in, in quite a bit of detail, didn't we, in uh, in one of our episodes. We, we looked did. at uh, Stoke City and, and West Brom. Yeah. And we, we noted the, the quantity of attacking players that Stoke City brought in over yeah. the summer window, didn't we? And, and the fact that it was the first time in quite a few years that they've actually spent quite a bit of, quite a bit of money yeah um and do you want to take us through their their 
process or progress after 17 games? Well, so Stoke City, yeah, well, okay, we'll, we'll start with them. Um, I mean, they're mm. 16th, or at least they were yesterday yeah. morning. Um, the expectation at the beginning of the season was 10th. Mm-hmm. And just to remind you, if you if if you hadn't listened to the previous episodes, we've we've come up with the expectation from those who have the job of trying to make sure they get these things right, the bookies. Yeah. And generally speaking, they're not far away. So the expectation was 10th, mid-table for Stoke. So the six places below that, um, they're playing a kind of primarily, they're playing a pressing style of play. Mm-hmm. And we we apply again if you if you haven't listened to the episodes where we talk about playing style, which you can do earlier, mm-hmm. um, earlier the earlier episodes. But we we look we look at five different playing styles: possession based, attacking, pressing, counter attacking, and direct. And we let the numbers tell us what what the team is doing. Um, as, as far as Stoke are concerned, you know they're primarily a pressing team, and obviously everybody is every is on on all of those five spectrums somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know everybody is somewhat possession, unless they don't have any possession, and everybody's somewhat pressing or somewhat direct. But we're trying to pick out if if the team has got a primary style, and then there might be a secondary style. Sometimes it's so close we add the secondary style in. But Stoke yeah. seem to be a primarily a pressing team. Um, as far as attacking outputs concerned, Tom, you know, shots on target, they're 22nd in the league for shots on target and 19th for XG expected goals and 20th for goals scored. So, wow. you know, their attacking outputs being pretty damn, you know. Bit of an achievement to be 16th on the back of those yeah, numbers, isn't it? <laughs> it is really, it is. So I think you'd say, yeah, it's clearly, you know, there's something to be done there. Um, mm. We again, we're trying to derive from the numbers what is required. So we're trying to do this in a sort of very orderly process oriented way. We're trying to say, okay, we're not watching the games and saying, oh, we think this and we think that. We're actually taking the numbers and saying, well, according to the numbers, this is where you fit. And on that basis, where you seem to be struggling the most is in these departments and we've got Stoke down as needing a striker and a chance creator mm-hmm. um who might flourish and we'll say this for all team for all these um recommendations in the playing style of the team which is the pressing style yeah so if we were to sort of put it in a nutshell that's what we're saying Stoke City they want a or at least one striker and at least one chance creator who might yeah be reasonably expected to do well in their pressing style of play. Um, we can actually have a little look at mm-hmm. um, where they – we said we we're going to do this right at the beginning. We said we we're going to look at who they brought in, and it's a good place to start, really, because they yeah. brought so many in. So they brought in, I think, 10 attacking but players with an attacking inclination. Um, and, you know, you can look at them and say, well, okay, some of them – some of the attacking-minded players have played a fair number of games um, and some of them haven't. And how have they done? You know, mm-hmm. so the ones, I guess the one that's done perhaps the best overall is Vidigal, Andre Vidigal, because he's played yeah. he's played 8.90s, 8.190s. 
Um, he's done slight, we've said, sort of above average. Yeah. Um, he scored four goals. Um, hasn't done an awful lot in terms of creating goals, but um, mm-hmm. you know he's he's done okay. Uh, yeah. And you, you wonder, know, is he injured or is? I'm not sure he's not been selected. I don't know. I think he's been injured. I'm not sure if he's what the current situation with him is. We could sort of look it up. We're trying to whiz through things a little bit. So maybe we wouldn't have to look that up for another. I would imagine that he's he's injured because he, you know, only playing eight games, he's obviously missed more than half the season. So but I think he missed when he comes back, he'll he'll make a, a, a difference for him. Yeah, well, I've got a feeling, but I might be wrong. Stoke fans will be going, oh, you know what you're talking about. But <laughs> um, I had a feeling he'd been injured. Mm. So he may be that he's back, but only just yeah. kind of back. But, okay. I mean, they brought these players in. Um, you know, some of them haven't really played very much and others haven't particularly contributed a huge amount since they've mm. been since they've been there. Vidigal seems to be something of a success. Um, yeah. Aksabanovic seems to be also, but he's only played five nineties. So again, he's you know he's done he's done well, but over that whole period. So sort of thinking if if Stoke are going to have an uptick in their fortunes, Mm. they certainly need Vidigal and Aksabanovic to be to be back in the team. You know, if they're going to carry on that level of productivity, seems uh, to be that should make a difference to them at least try and get them up to that expectation level of of tenth in the league. eh? Yeah, you'd have thought so from the from the numbers, wouldn't you? Mm. But um, you know that's an area. And we, when we go on to, as we said we're, earlier on, we're going to be bringing in some names. We'll be looking at strikers and chance creators in Stoke's case, won't we? So, I mean, that's Stoke City. You could go from the top and say Leicester mm. City and Ipswich. In our view, or that we think the numbers are telling us, they're okay. You mm. know, attacking wise. Um, they're joint. I mean, Ipswich are actually for the three. The, 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 there amazing. are several measures that we're taking into account here. The headline measures are things like shots on target, expected goals, and goals. There are mm-hmm. others that are, are sort of slightly secondary to those, but where they're still feeding into our algorithm. But as far as those three headline measures are concerned, Ipswich are top for all three. Um, they're joint. They're joint top for XG. But they're top, yeah. So, I mean, they've really, you know, they've scored more goals than anyone in the division. They have more shots on target and they've, they have as, as higher expected goals um, value as, as anybody. So, I mean, there's just no, you look at it and say, well, and certainly, although the expectation was fairly high, it was seventh, mm-hmm. they're five places above that. Yeah. So, you know, and another pressing team. But sure. with a secondary style playing style of attacking, so they are very attacking, which isn't surprising. But also, they like to employ the high press too. But for for those and for Leicester, who are a possession based team, but they also may play the high press, and there, we don't think they need anything. Although their shots on target is not is sixth; it's not as high mm-hmm. as you would have perhaps expected. But their xG and goals are right up there, one and two. Yeah. So, yeah, they they seem in pretty good shape, don't they? Both of those for attack. Absolutely, 
Yeah, yeah, certainly um, Ipswich, you can't really do much better than be top of all three categories, can you? You can't, can and, you? And Leicester are not not far behind. And with the, the quality of the players that they've got, they could probably have less shots on target, but they're probably, as it says by their XG, they're creating excellent chances rather than just you know, yeah. having maybe shots from, from, from distance. So, yeah, yeah no, interesting, interesting. Yeah. So the first team, if we're working down from the top, the first team that seemed to be in need of something is Leeds in third place. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where they were predicted to be. Mm-hmm. And again, they're another pressing team, but they also enjoy quite a bit of possession. So their secondary style is possession, but they're a high pressing team. Um, so shots and target fourth, XG fourth, goals fifth. So slightly below where they would have been expecting, but not hugely. But we we think maybe they're if they were looking at anything, strengthening anywhere, it'd be in the chance creation area. Um and I mean, I don't know what you we could derive by looking at the players they brought in, but we can look at that. Um so they brought basically three players in, um, Joel Piro, Jaden Anthony, and Glenn Kamara. Mm-hmm. Anthony hasn't really played. I mean, he's played 2.990s. Yeah. Um, so you can't say much about him. Piro's no. done great. I mean, Piro, yeah. you know, we. I, su- I suppose you'd, I always think of him as a centre forward, really, but he's been yeah. playing slightly withdrawn, I think, for mm. them. Yeah, I think so. Um, I mean, as a high, uh, high up, high. but, you know, he's done really well, hasn't he? Yeah. I mean, you'd he, have to say he's, he's got he wouldn't have expected. around him as well, hasn't he? Yeah, he has. Um, yeah, Kamara, maybe not quite. I mean, he's, I think he's had periods where he's done well, but Mm -hmm. he's played set, he's only played sort of less than half the minutes Mm. available. They've looked, they've looked good leads, but then watching the game against Rotherham the other night, I thought in the first half an hour they were going to absolutely blow Rotherham away, and then yeah, just didn't quite get the job done, did they? And Rotherham did really well to, to get back into it in the end. I did, yeah. I mean, that that would have been a big disappointment, that one, wouldn't it? Because mm. as you say, first half, you thought, well, this is going to go according to the expectations, yeah. and it, you know, it's a it was a bad a bad uh, couple of points lost, really, for them. Yeah, I think so. Um, but yeah, so we we reckoned on on Leeds probably looking at a chance creator, if mm-hmm. anything. Um, so again, we'll be trying to bring some names in that mm. you know, in their case. They're a, they're a club that have got money, so I don't yeah. think it's going to be something that they'd say. Well, we've got you know, some. They'll need. They'll be looking at if there's somebody they think will suit their style and add to their strength. Then you know they'll probably do it. I would have thought. Mm. I wonder um, if they'll lose any other players over the January window as well. Yeah, possibly because um, there was a lot of toing and froing, wasn't there, over the yeah. summer, and um, I don't think. Everybody moved on who they would have thought would have. So, yeah, yeah I, I, I think, think they possibly could. Yeah, I think Nonto was certainly making noises about wanting to go. Wasn't yeah, he whether was. Whether he's yeah. now settled in now, I'm, I'm not sure. But, um, no, well, it's possible. Yeah, so yeah. there could be some trading done, couldn't there? Absolutely. I um, hope so. In, yeah, in fourth is Southampton. Again, we're saying we don't think they really need, need anything. Um, mm-hmm. They're slightly below. They were expected to be second, so they're slightly below expectation. They're an outright attacking team, high in possession too, um, yeah. but primarily an attacking team. 
third for shots and targets, seventh for XG and fifth for goals. So slightly, if anything, slightly below where you might have thought. Mm-hmm. But generally speaking, you know, they're they're okay, we think, when when you look at, you know, what they've done and yeah. where they are. So I mean Southampton I mean another they're they're another team that just have such quality. Mm. And obviously yeah. a lot of movement in the summer as well. Some big yeah. players, even players that started the season in the championship for all of them. Mm-hmm. But they brought in Ross Stewart, but he hasn't played. But I think he was injured when they brought him in, wasn't That's he? That's right. Yeah. Um, Ryan Fraser, he's doing mm-hmm. doing well, but hasn't yeah, played that much. Player. But he's come in fairly recently, I think, hasn't he? Yeah, that's right. Played five point eight nine. He'll have plenty of quality for the for the championship for sure. Yeah, definitely will. Um, and Flynn Downs not really done it yet, I don't think. Um, but you know, again, it's. Um, a lot's expected of their of their players, so yeah. you know. Um, but I, we do, so we don't really think that they need anything as such. Mm. Um, so moving on to fifth, West Brom. I mean, there's a, there's an example of a team that played last night and uh-huh. won, so they're up to third, I think, temporarily. But they were yes. fifth as of yesterday morning. So West Brom actually are high performers. The expectation was eleventh. I think largely related to, you know, a lot of to, to, to do with the off-field situation and yeah. the fact that they didn't weren't really able to do anything much in the window in the summer. No, so a lot of the sort of pundits didn't think they would. They thought they'd struggle. Mm-hmm. So they're six places, even at looking at this above the expectation. So they've done well. Mm-hmm. Counter-attacking team, really, primarily. Um, Shots and target have been poor, 18th for shots yeah. and target. XG 11th, which is sort of where they perhaps would have been expected. Mm-hmm. And goals fifth, very good. So mm. they've scored. They've done well. But um, the XG hasn't been terrific. Um, so you might be looking at that and thinking, well, they've, they've maybe they've been on a bit of a hot streak in front of goal. They've made a lot of the chances that they've Hmm. that they've had there so if that does revert to the mean we've gotten down as needing a striker and an attacking support player mm-hmm. um sometimes when you just look at these basic headline numbers it, it's hard to see why because you go hang on they've scored their fifth in the league for goals scored and we're saying uh-huh. they need a striker but there are other things that are playing into this yeah um that you know sort of would suggest that so if you look at what they did in the summer which wasn't a huge amount no. If you remember, um, attacking wise, they just brought Josh Madger and Jeremy Sarmiento in, yeah, and and they haven't played. Madger's been injured, yeah. just coming back, isn't he? Yes, um, I think sort of just, similar for Sarmiento, really, as well, isn't it? He's been injured for a while. Yeah, I mean, we happened to know that he did play last night and That's scored right. a terrific goal <laughs> at Cardiff. Um, so his numbers have been good for the small mm. amount of numbers games he's played i mean he's only played sort of four games just over four games for them yeah now even including last night but scored a couple of goals and he's what i think he's always going to do that he's always going to be in in the thick of it mm. you know because he's that kind of player you're gonna yeah he's got he's, quality isn't he yeah and you're either going to be dragging him off because he's trying to do too much <laughs> or you're going to he's going to win you games so yeah. i think that's 
um yeah and he's done for them he's done well but um they're they're thin on the ground for strikers they've been playing yeah. Jed Wallace up top which you know although I think he's done well for a mm-hmm. for for a winger which is what he really is yeah but you lose that threat from players when they're played out of position you saw you, know? you saw the difference didn't you when they played Ipswich on Saturday night and yeah Jed was on the right hand side of the midfield and I think within the first few minutes you put a ball into Thomas Asante that was almost gift wrapped wasn't it yeah it just couldn't quite get to it but um, yeah. but no cer- certainly showed his quality and his his um how comfortable he's in that position yeah so they, they I think they are they are in need of a striker and Thomas yeah. Sante's done well for them. We said yeah. this last time when we yeah. talked about him, didn't we? He's done he's well. He's a very good. He's a very good guy to have about the place. You can imagine because mm. he's he just looks like he's always keen. He's always up for the game. He always mm. works hard. He's going to try and get into the right positions. Um, yeah, I, I think he's a he's a great guy to have in your in your squad for sure. Yeah, but DK being out long term, mm-hmm. you know, obviously that would have been their main sort of go to goal scorer. Yeah, you'd expect um, so, wouldn't you? Madger being injured, mm-hmm. um, so yeah, th- they are in need of, mm. of a striker. So, so maybe, maybe the the help is already in the building. Perhaps. Well, you know, once, it could they, be. once they get yeah. back, you know, I think is relatively close to to coming back. Maybe in the next three or four weeks or so. DK, uh, yeah, no, maybe uh, in the new year. I think. I think and the then, feeling and then Madger, is, yeah, as you said, he's already on the bench, isn't he? Yeah, Madge's on the bench. I wouldn't have thought they'd risk DK through the Christmas program, would you? I don't know. I mean, it, I don't. I doubt. I don't somehow see him coming back this side of the new year. Yeah, but if he's fit, I guess he will. But you know, he's been out for so long. Even if he can get get up and train, you know, it's not the yeah. same as being fit. Certainly not being fit enough to start, is it? So no, no, exactly. Yeah, I think it'll be a while, probably. But yeah, um, I think so. Whether they whether they can do anything in January, mind you, we're mm. we're not so much. Well, we will be. I think again, the players that we'll be looking at to to try and um, meet those requirements won't be expensive players because we know no. that you know the club haven't got a resource to do that. So exactly. that's West Brom, Preston in sixth. Um, they need everything, we reckon. <laughs> I mean, that's not to say that they're in trouble. We like they're in sixth place, so it's you know it's eight places above the expectation. Um, they're dropping, though, aren't they? They, they are dropping. dropping, yeah. But they've had one or two results, even yeah. so. Yeah, they have. Um, theirs is a direct style of play. Um, when you look at some of these headline markers, though, twenty first for shots on target, twenty um, second mm. for XG. Yeah, you know that's that's rough. That. Yeah, 12th for goals, good, is which is, you know, above expectation for goals, but not not in line with where they are, see. No. So we're we're thinking they probably do need, you know, one of everything, a striker, Absolutely. a chance creator, an attacking support. And I think, you know, they've tried to do a bit. They tried to do a bit in the summer, didn't they? They brought mm-hmm. in itch. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I've finally got my... Beautifully I'm done. around yeah, that one. Will <laughs> Keane, um, he's done well. I think the players they brought in have generally done well for them. 
I've heard um, that some Frocker Frocker Jensen, Jensen, yeah. yeah, I've heard that he's been a real favourite, but it's maybe not always been selected to to play, and I think that's caused a little bit of a ill feeling with the right. with the fans. Yeah, yeah, he's he has done well. I mean, the numbers are good. Dwayne Holmes, they're all they're good for all of the players, all of the attacking players they brought in. Mm-hmm. Apart from Leighton Stewart, hasn't played, but mm-hmm. um, those four players that we've mentioned. Have all done well, yeah. Um, but then I just me, I think they're just, um, and again, this is in this is in context because they weren't expected to be where they are. So no. you know, but we think probably if they could, they'd like to bring one of each. Sure. In then that brings us down to Cardiff in seventh, and between Cardiff, Hull, Sunderland, Blackburn, and Bristol City who are 7th to 11th, respectively, mm-hmm. we don't really think they need anything. Yeah. Um, and again, it, it's Cardiff. Look, Cardiff were expected to be 20th, and they're in 7th place. I mean, they're really punching above what most people thought they could. Um, Car- so, you know, 13 places above. Hull, they were expected to be 16th, and they're 8th. So, again, they're 8 places above. These are teams... Bristol City were expected to be 19th. They're eight places above. Those three of the five mm-hmm. that I called out are all really quite a, a bit higher than was yeah. expected. Um, they're sort of then, they're, they're the ones that really are truly punching above their weight, aren't they? They they're, are. They're the success stories, aren't they? At, at yes, the moment, they are. Um, so we we've you know we feel like generally again we, given that and the where they've tended to finish, mm-hmm. um, you know, okay, Bristol City, their numbers aren't great, but when you compare them with the expectation, mm-hmm. they're generally ex- either satisfactory or above the yeah. expected. So they're okay. And yeah. then the other two, Sunderland and Blackburn, are pretty much where we would have expected or where they would have been considered mm-hmm. to be, aren't they? Yeah. You know, just within a couple of places. So. Um, there's a whole string of teams there where we, we're not sure they really need to do much. No, that's it. In terms of bringing Just players in, you know. I mean, what we're not taking into account here necessarily are, thing, obviously, things we don't know about the fitness of players mm-hmm. where perhaps, you know, there might be some recent injuries or some injuries that were expected to mend and are, are not mending as quickly. So these yeah. clubs might be looking to do something just because, what appears to be the case on the surface isn't quite as, as good, but we can't know all of that stuff. So no, no, that's right. We're just trying to look at you know what we can establish. So that's the sort of top heart. Well, the top eleven. Then Middlesbrough in twelfth. Um, there, it looks a bit disappointing when you think they were expected to be fourth. So they look mm-hmm. they look like they're really doing badly, but they are on the on the rise generally, aren't they? Yes. Yeah, very um, much so. Attacking team, primarily attacking team. Um, shots and target and XG, uh, uh, well, shots and target above average. XG about in line, really, one place below. But 11th for goals, so they just haven't been converting their chances, really. No. I think if I if I remember rightly, and I might be wrong, certainly after the first uh, six or seven games, because we looked at, when Preston were top and Middlesbrough were bottom, didn't we? We we compared mm. the two and 
saw where they were so different. And even back then, Middlesbrough were creating chances, weren't they? But they just yeah. weren't putting them away. And I think they were maybe 22nd or 23rd for, for goals scored at that point. So yeah. to be up to 11th now is certainly showing that they're improving and they're catching up with their, with their right. other metrics of shots on yes. target and XG, aren't they? So they're, yeah, they're you're getting right. back to the mean, I suppose. You're right. And so what they've actually done is kind of masked by their, mm. you know, their absolute position in 11th. But since, as you say, since we looked at them, they've probably been, well, they would have to have been doing really well to, yeah. to drag it back to there. But we still think they want one of each, a striker, chance creator, yeah. an attacking support player. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, so that's where we'll be looking for them. Um, Norwich City. Weird team. Oh, you just strange team. You know, I've seen them play so well in games and then <laughs> just the think, complete opposite. I think the game last night, not having seen the game, but just saw the, the scoreline of racing mm. out to a 2-0 win and then losing yeah. 3-2. Probably be a lot of Norwich fans there thinking, well, I was at the game. And as soon as you went 2-0 up, you think, uh-oh. You know, any, yeah. we're, we're not celebrating too much here. Anything could happen. And of course, yeah. it did. Uh, it might, yeah, they must be pulling their hair out. I think mm. you know sixth place they were expected to be. Yeah. So they're seven places below there. They're an attacking mm. team. Um, the goals are okay, aren't they? Third yeah. for goals, you know. So that's fine. But they've been disappointing in in creating opportunities, really. So we've but we've got them down as needing an attacking support player. So we think their general overall attacking output could do with a bit of bolstering yeah um so that's where we sort of see them birmingham were placed below them sort of in line with expectations although some things have changed haven't they so we're bringing rooney in and it's a bit of a difficult one to read because you're trying to take into account the whole of the season Hmm. um we're not quite sure where it's going to go but at the moment we're still categorizing them as a direct team but I've got a feeling that that's going to change. Um, but it hasn't had time to be reflected really in the numbers, has it? No. Um, no. And everything's about kind of where you'd expect it to be. So as far as the initial expectations were concerned, we would say they don't need anything. But I'm wondering if the general sentiment in the club is, yes, we do, because <laughs> we, yeah. we've got bigger plans, you know. Yeah, so, I, I think they want to be... They want to be pushing for a, a playoff spot, don't they? I think they yeah. they seem to be quite um quite ambitious for sure. Yeah. So yeah, we've we we're saying you know that's pretty much par for the course, but there there might be something. Yeah, these are subtle things that mm. you know. Yeah. We'll see. Watford and Stoke, um, sort of a similar, aren't they? In some respects, yeah. I mean both well below where they would have been expected to be. Watford, fifth, and they're 15th, so 10 places. So they're the real, you know, well, there's there's one worse than them, but they've had a poor, generally they've had a poor season. Hmm. Pressing team, but they've been poor everywhere, really. Poor. Probably a good idea. When when your team is playing poor, is to just give the manager a new three-year contract. That's what you want. (laughs) Yeah, that sorts that. it out. Yeah, sure exactly. With that. Yeah, but you know, yeah, it's all it's all been disappointing, really. 
12th for shots on target, 17th for XG and 15th for goals scored. Yeah. So we're saying striker and a chance creator. I don't think we need to explain that really, do we? Really? No. I mean, something's got to change. Hmm. Um, But it's it's not like you're looking at that and thinking, well, it looks like they've just been unlucky. Things are going to turn around like we were sure it would hmm. with Middlesbrough early in the season. You look at it and say, well, the attacking metrics say they're pretty much where they should be. Yeah, they do. Which is probably even more disappointing for yeah. Watford fans to to think, you know, this could be their season. Well, and then you go into Stoke, and, and we've already talked yeah. about them, but again, they're they're just poor across the board. Their attacking yeah. numbers are bad. They're so almost think, lucky to be sixteenth. <laughs> well, we think they both both them and Watford. Yeah, maybe are, look, are looking at a striker and a chance creator, aren't we? Mm-hmm. Swansea, we don't think there's much needed for them. Seventeenth, mm-hmm. that's what was expected. Yeah, but they must be disappointed, really, mustn't they? I think so. And, and, the, and the quality ca- they've got there, and we're categorising them as a direct team. I mean, it's an mm, a- so absolute good. 180 degree <laughs> about turn, isn't it, from last year? And, and maybe that's why they are struggling: is the fact they can't have turned the playing squad around that much no. to go from a team that passed it about three thousand times a game last yeah. season. <laughs> yeah. to a direct team now is is quite shocking, really, isn't it? But is it the defence? Because if you look at the XG, 12th, goals yeah. 12th, yeah. You know, above expectation for shots on target. Um, if I remember rightly, their defence wasn't good last season, was it, when they... No. You know, but I know they've lost lost maybe a, a, a couple of players here or there. Mm. But, um, but no, it's... So I I don't know what to say about Swansea. Mm. I, I'm sure there's there. It's disappointing. Mm. Um, we're comparing it with the initial expectations, but um, yeah, they seem to be. It's a transitional period for them. They're going to try. Seems they're to trying to work out what they are again, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Eighteenth, um, uh, Millwall, five places below expectation at the moment. Counter-attacking team, no longer the nailed-on direct team. <laughs> so something's changed a bit. Yeah. Fifteenth um, for shots on target, which is disappointing. Twentieth for XG, which is poor, and eighteenth for goals, which is concerning. So mm. they just need more firepower. We've got them down as one in striker and a chance creator, which mm. again I think is pretty straightforward there, isn't it? Really? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Um, their home form's been bad. You know, yeah, if there was you one just thing, wouldn't expect that, would you? No. Nah. If if you'd have if there's anything you expected was well that it'll be well, it hasn't been a fortress there for a couple of seasons, really, has it? I mean, you think back to last season when they lost to Blackburn right at the death and yeah, things that like that. You know, and it's not been the same as you, you remember it, but it's no. been really poor. I mean, they got turned over badly, didn't they, at the weekend by That's Coventry. Right. Yeah, um, that's right. And so, yeah, I don't quite know what the new manager's going to bring. You know, it's been baptism of fire, really, in a way. Yeah. 4 nil win and a 3 nil loss. Yeah. So I don't know where, they, where they'll go, but go we reckon they it? need... Yeah, we need that. We reckon they need something. Yeah. Striker-wise, attacking-wise. Plymouth in 19th. These are interesting, aren't they? Oh, I, you know, these numbers... I, I When I've watched Plymouth... These, I'm glad I'm looking at these numbers because mm. I've really been impressed with them. Yeah. They're a counter-attacking team, fifth mm-hmm. for 
shots on target, 10th for XG, and fourth for goals. So <laughs> they've just done really well yeah. attacking wise. Yeah. Um, so on that basis, we're saying they don't need anything, but I can't believe they're in 19th place. No. They must be playing with nine up front. They, it must be. It must, must be, be something that. Yeah, I mean, we're not watching them every week, so we, <laughs> I don't know. But I but I, I have a soft spot for them just because the yeah. times I've seen them, they've, yeah. they've, I've been... I've always enjoyed watching them. I have great. enjoyed it. And it surprises so, me every time when I look at the league table and I go, surely not. They can't be in 19th. <laughs> I, I can't they believe they... Yeah, I can't believe they're not going to end up sort of somewhere in the middle, really. But yeah, that's yeah this, I hope so. I hope that's so. this division for you, Tom, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. You just can't predict any of it. No, exactly. Which leads us nicely into yeah, perfect team segue, at twentieth. A yeah. <laughs> team at twentieth, Coventry. You know what a good season they had last year. We know they lost Absolutely. players. We know they lost real quality. Yeah. Um, but expectation was eighth, twelve places below. They're they're the worst performing team relative to expectation in the division. Yeah. An outright attacking team, really. Um, mm. but. Disappointing shots and target tenth, yeah. XG seventh, decent. Mm-hmm. Where you'd have expected, yeah. Um, but goals poor, sixteenth for goals. So they're, who they, they're who did they bring in, David? Over the over right. The so we reckon they want a striker, a chance creator, and an attacking support player. Yeah, and they brought in. I mean, we know they got a ton of money in. Mm. Now did they did spend money? I mean, they brought had you yeah. right in, didn't they? Yeah, he's played a lot. I mean, he's played ten games. He's, he's played right, a fair he? number. He's done okay. Um, and Yasin Ayari's done well for him, mm-hmm. um, but not played that much. Five they and spent, a half games. They spent quite a bit of money on Ellis Sims, didn't they? They did from yeah. Everton. Yeah, yeah, he was. I mean, and you know, hasn't really done it, has he? There. Yeah, he's only he's fairly young, though, isn't he? I like him. Yeah, I mean, yeah, he's he did a good well. player. Yeah. And he's done it in this division. Yeah. You know, he's yeah. been good in this division. So mm-hmm. I think he's – I wasn't surprised when they – I mean, I was a bit surprised when they actually – you know, I thought he'd be a lone player, but perhaps yeah. I don't know what went on between the, the clubs. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, and he's he's not quite done it. But, no. again, they have been a funny team, Coventry, because mm. on their day, well, they went, like we just said, they went and smashed Millwall at yeah, the den. took them to pieces, didn't they? And they are so, so good going forward. Yeah. But it's just not kind of worked out, has it, for them? And, no. and so, you know, the, lum- the numbers don't lie, do they, I'm no. afraid? Well, ho- hopefully it will be a similar thing to what happened with Middlesbrough early in the season where they're, they're just not quite putting putting the finishing touches on it. But at least yeah. they are. It does seem to be that they're, they're creating chances. The, the more worrying thing would for me would be if I was a, a Watford or a Stoke City and you look at it and say, well, this is probably as good as our season gets. You wouldn't Whoa. be surprised to see Coventry no. finish in the top 10. No, I was going to say, I do rather fancy that they'll be mm. climbing the table, I must admit. Yeah. From, again, just from when they do get it right, mm-hmm. it's it's very right, isn't it? So, Absolutely. Yeah. Um, Huddersfield in 21st. So the rest of the four teams, 21st, 22nd, 23rd, 24th, Huddersfield, Rotherham, QPR, West Sheffield Wednesday – they were expected to be the bottom four. Yeah. Not quite in the order that they are in, but not far mm-hmm. off it. Um, three counter-attacking teams and a direct team. Rotherham direct and the other three counter-attacking. And then 
they're all highly direct because the secondary playing style of all three counter-attacking teams is direct and the mm. secondary playing style of Rotherham is counter-attacking. So they're very similar. Yeah. What I suppose you'd expect, really. Um, and they pretty much were performing according to expectation in all all the sort of headline mm. departments, aren't they? Yeah. We're saying, well, you know, clearly they haven't been great attacking-wise, but they've been what you'd have expected them to be. So really, it's pretty much in line with expectations. So we're not necessarily saying they need to do anything, mm. but... I'm sure they feel they do because who wants they to want use to. bottom yeah. your four? Yeah, that's it. They will be wanting to do something, but again, I'm not sure really what their resources are like to do anything. No, no exactly. Um, we know where Sheffield Wednesday's problems have been. Yeah, Sheffield Wednesday, I don't think they'll be doing much at all except just circling the drain, really, will they? I I can't see it. I mean, to be honest, I can't really see any of them changing it much. Can you? No, I, I think they'll all be looking to nick that 21st position. Yeah. I, I would think. Um, out of the four, who would you say is most likely to finish 21st? That heavy position. Mm. Well, maybe Huddersfield. I mean, from what I've seen recently, Huddersfield mm. or QPR, but yeah. I wouldn't be putting a lot of money on either of them, would you? Mm. <laughs> really? Rotherham, Rotherham look like... They're a good. They've got good team, uh, good team spirit, if you like, and, and looks yeah. like they're going to work hard for each other. Yeah, you'd probably want more quality there, but their home form—they seem to be quite difficult to play against at home, for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and, and they've done it before. You know, they've they got out last season, didn't they? Managed to manage to. Well, stay they got up. a result at Leeds the other the other day, yeah. and yeah. you know that wasn't yeah. so, that was a surprise. But so they they look like they're they're willing to stick in there for each other. So that, yeah. that I think counts for a lot, especially when you get towards the end of the season when maybe teams in the middle of the table, they're not going to go up, they're not going to go down. Mm. Sometimes people can start putting their flip-flops on a bit early and yeah. um, and, and maybe they don't want to go to a place like Rotherham and, and get um, you know, that physical challenge. And yeah. maybe Rotherham will turn a few a few, uh, few results over. But that'd be interesting. Be interesting it will be. Yeah, I, don't, I, don't, I wouldn't... I don't feel very sort of optimistic really for any of those four but, <laughs> no, yeah let's no. see i mean let's see. but again who knows because you know you don't pull out a result you wouldn't expect won't they i'm sure there'll be a few of them absolutely no um, definitely. but that's kind of where we are i think there's nine teams we think need mm. to do something so yeah. we'll be when we come back We'll be coming back with some right. Okay, here's some players that have done okay, well done well, yeah, in these roles, in an environment that would suggest they might do well for these clubs, given their playing styles, yeah. and might be in the right sort of resource range. So sounds good. We'll try yeah, and put. I'm looking forward to that. I'm really looking yeah. forward to that because we're starting to get. No, the rumour mill starting to go around, all the gossip of who's going to move and who's looking for players and things. And mm-hmm. it'll be really good to to just have a look and see who the numbers say would be good fits for these teams and see if they do fit any of the stories that are in the papers at the moment. Yeah, well, it will be interesting. Yeah, nice we're, we're, some, some of it's going to be a bit of a, a leap of faith because we don't know, we don't necessarily know beyond what we can establish about the resources and so yeah. on. But and we're working on on values of players 
the best we can. Yes. Um, but yeah, but it will be interesting. You're right. I think it will be. Good stuff. Yeah. Okay, David. Well, I think that probably brings us to an end of episode 14. Good. So thank you for listening, everybody. And we look forward to attacking the championship next week in episode 15. See you soon. Bye bye.